Welcome back to the PYP, the pipe, the practical youth pastor. I'm your host, Chris Hahn, along with Steve Johnson and, and. Oh, and Luke Johnson. Thank you, Luke. There you crushed <laughs> it. I, so that was, I didn't know that was a cue. Crushed uh, it. Luke, who is Steve's beloved oldest son. Um, and so we're continuing this conversation on uh, conversations of sex, sexual topics, uh, the first one we talked about were just what are common gender issues, sexual issues that uh, our youth are dealing with, engaging with, or experiencing. Uh, the last episode we talked about was how do you engage with these topics um, in a one-on-one. It's just you and one of your students, and you're talking, and it comes up. They talk mentioned sexual brokenness. We talked about the topic of a kid comes out and tells you that they are gay or they're experiencing same-sex attraction or or whatever it is in that, because it's a pretty common uh, topic in our culture right now. And so this week, uh, we're talking about small groups. Yes. What do you do whenever, in the midst of small groups, a kid reveals uh, their sexual brokenness or an issue that they're having or something they're guilty of within the small group? A number of kids, maybe four to four to twelve, I guess you could say. Well, I've got two things that should be avoided. You know, the point <laughs> is the positive. Uh, the first thing that should be avoided is that if you have a leader who wants to show that these kids do not serve in a small group led by someone that doesn't know their struggles, and that leader decides to kind of explain some of their 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 kooky mischief along the lines of fooling around with girls or those different things, make sure that they also touch on their brokenness that was part of that cycle and close the loop on why it was wrong. Because instead, I had one guy that I promise you was just inspiring and creating this hero worship amongst all of his boys who couldn't believe how amazing it would be to do what this guy had done. The second thing is, you want to be real careful that the confessions are not instructional because they're so specific. And what I mean by this is, you see it all the time, a guy goes you know, to prison for petty theft and comes out ready to run a drug cartel because he's learned from all these other guys all these ways to commit crimes better and smarter, and he becomes a master criminal, right? Genius. I remember one small group when one of the kids shared, yeah, for me, I've just really been struggling, especially now that there's incognito mode where you can put your phone on that and no one knows what you're looking at. And he starts like, and basically mapping out the kids, are all, the kids are all, but pulling out a little steno pad and, and making <laughs> notes on, okay. And which was that? Okay. Chrome. Okay. Oh no. Okay. Oh, sorry. Safari. <laughs> and so you want, you want to avoid that too. Yeah. As you don't want kids to walk out of that being loads better at their sins. Yeah. Well, I mean at the, sorry, go ahead. No, I, but I was going to bring it full circle to your question. Which I think you're going to restate anyway. Yeah. What do you do whenever these things come out in small group? And so this kid could, they could, they could tell you they're dealing with same sex attraction. They could tell you they're struggling with porn. They could tell you they're struggling with fooling around with their boyfriend or girlfriend. They're just telling you that any type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a thing where, um, what, what's that? Uh, Stephen Smallman that wrote the book. Uh, strange things or funny things Christians do or weird things Christians oh, do I'm, or whatever. I'm unaware of it. It's hilarious. But one of them is like, I think it's called the shot blocker when you're sharing in a small group, a prayer request and what you like, if we're in a small group and you say, Hey Chris, what's something we can pray for? Well, I have this friend and, uh, he's on the, uh, 
basketball team, <laughs> and uh, he's dating a girl named Everly, and yeah, and Luke is over here saying, "I'm on the basketball team, and my girlfriend's name exactly. is Everly." Yeah, and you say, "Yeah, um, he's been uh, having sex with Everly after basketball games," and Luke's like, "I've been having sex with my girlfriend." Right, it's called a shot block. Um, you know, it could come out in a form of gossip that someone else is in that small group dealing yeah. with that. Ironically, I was leading Luke's small group on Wednesday, and we joked about the fact that there will be people that will spread that gossip in the form of uh, prayer requests. Yeah. I'm surprised that's a shot block. I, I feel that a shot block in small group sharing would be the person that follows up your confession or statement with a slightly better, better bigger one. version that's right. about them. Yeah, I but, could be off on the terms, no, but that's but maybe a practice. Not. They're both, they're both, they're both goal, they're goaltending. They're, goal, they're goaltending. When that kind of stuff happens, it's just so funny and sad at the same time. Well, the thing is, is you can't be a gentleman. You yeah. it once the second you notice that that kid is going south, you need to put your hand and go. You know what? Actually, let's let's hold off on that and talk about that. You know, the, the famous church offline. I mean, you know, let's connect on this right afterwards. Yeah. For this group, I don't think that, and then you have to redirect. Yeah. I don't think we need to be given specifics. I think that obviously the Lord knows. And, and so we're going to lend our heart. But it, yeah, it's not the same as with an adult. <laughs> with an adult, there's that hesitancy of like, you look around the room like, oh my gosh. But but the adult's weirdness can seemingly do less damage than a kid's weirdness when it comes to yeah. that group dynamic. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So what what do you do? It, it, it comes up. Let's say, let's take the humble approach and the mm-hmm. proud approach, mm-hmm. like we did last time. Kid comes in and says humbly, hey, uh, guys, I've, I've really been, I've really been struggling with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, we're definitely fooling around. We're doing more stuff. And it's, it's, it's just, you know, we're struggling. How do you, where do you go from there? I would say, okay, so you're struggling. Tell me how you're struggling. In a Be- small group context. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. Tell me how you're struggling. Not the specifics of what's going on, but where what you're trying to do is get the student to a point where they're going to own the fact that they're not struggling. I always give the illustration of when we say we struggle with our sins, that evokes this image of the good the 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 cowboy in black, the cowboy in white, rolling on top of the train before it goes in the tunnel. <laughs> this guy's head almost goes off. They pull it back. That's a struggle. Yeah. What most people, what most Christians do, what I'm guilty of is we say we're struggling with our sin, and the sin walks up and grabs their hands and they walk off together. So I really would key in on that word struggle just to see if they're really struggling. Yeah. Because then it's about bolstering their current efforts, or if they're not struggling at all. Then the conversation comes down to convicting. Guilt. I'm guilty prop, of. Yeah, pro- proper proper guilt. Versus struggling with. Correct. They can struggle with the after effects. Yep. I'm experiencing conviction. Right. One, one, but I'm guilty. My position is guilty. One is extra strategy and safeguards. The other is we, we, we got to get you to a point where you really want to do this. Because I can't want it more than you. Depends on the small group. If it's kind of a, we break, like for instance, our small group, especially on the boy side, um, I don't know which kids will be there and we have visitors and whatnot. So the small group questions are real easy. Yeah. But if you have a kind of a closed, secured small group system and there's trust in that circle, you might be able to throw it to the other students. Well, what do you think? You know, Charles says that he's, that he's struggling. Anybody else struggling with this? And then, you know, yes or no. They say, well, what, are, what are some ways we can encourage our brother here? And then really kind of crowdsource it. Yeah. Because then what's happening is you've taken it from 
teacher figure is telling me my bad thing is bad, but my buddies probably are like either not part of it or they're secret like, dude, good for him. When you bring the buddies into the conversation, then it really is an all hands on deck. Yeah. But again, you got to have a lot of trust and it has to be a safe place to be transparent. What's the difference between being transparent and vulnerable? Transparent is here's, here's my insides. Here's my bad stuff. And then vulnerable is I'm inviting you to do something about it or you can, you can move some stuff around. Oh yeah. Really depends on the small group. Yeah. Do you, do you have a culture in your youth group that uh, when a kid comes to be in, like they come to small group Mm -hmm. and attend that there's an expectation of confession of sin within it? Or is it a small group of, Hey, we're, we're going through the scriptures here and if a kid is impacted or pricked in the heart by the scripture that we're reading or something that God's word says, like, yeah, we don't have a real strong safety net for the, for, for those conversations. Primarily these groups function as like an afterglow, kind of like a, let's discuss what we talked about in these the big questions. group. Kind of yeah. Thing? These are one oh, of the okay. questions that we dealt with in the big group. Okay. And part of that is, is I'm dealing with transient issues right now of, this 20-something is now working on Wednesday nights, and this 20-something has moved. Us too. So with my older folks, my older leaders, a couple, there's three that are older than me. It's easier. Um, and on the girls' side, it's easier. But, again, one of the problems is, is we've got mostly junior high boys with only a handful of high school guys. Mm-hmm. And then within that junior high boys, you have ones that are basically babies and ones who are older ones. Like Luke is part of this older group. That's kind of an in-between thing. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't. that's not practical. That's not a good answer other than to say, my groups aren't in a position right now to function as anything other than a discussion group. Oh, uh, okay. So is is the desire for you long-term to go to yeah, more of a discipleship model kind of right. thing? Yeah. Unfortunately, my area of opportunity falls within my leaders, not my families and not my students, which is a good problem to have, but also hmm. not a great problem. And we still struggle with some, some leaders that I think are, are trying to get more out of the group than they're trying to give. Once that's in place... And once we're able to really get some consistency as far as who would be in what group, yeah, I'd like to be able to mentor and, and help um, facilitate or foster that kind of culture. But to your point, if we're already in that, if, you know, my my group shortcomings aside, um, I really do think that not even just a redirect, but but just again, either you throw it out. You, if someone's going to share it in the group, then they're okay with people in the group knowing it. So you're not outing them, and I think it's really important to pull people in for that peer, um, that peer angle. What yeah. do you think? <laughs> I I totally agree. I think it's a great way of doing it, and I, and that's a that's a struggle, a, a discernment, maturity struggle. Yeah. yeah. Of knowing, because I mean, that sure is mess. Like let's say let's say all of a sudden, dude who hits the fan at the ridge, and you guys come to CFC, mm-hmm. and you're like, Chris, I'd I'd like for my son to be in a small group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be a small group leader too. But I want to, I want to be your intern is what I'd say, but yes, pay is pretty good. Yeah. Like <laughs> you intern, but, um, uh, and he comes in, comes into a group. I don't, I don't, some churches, including mine, the culture is not necessarily a safe place mm-hmm. for anyone to come in at this point. Right. And say, I'm struggling with any, um, with sexual brokenness of any sort, but in particular, anything in the LGBTQ category. Yeah. But they could come in and deal, say they're dealing with a porn or fooling around with a, a you know, a uh, boyfriend or girlfriend mm-hmm. and probably be praised a little bit. 
Yeah. Is kind of the culture that they would they would be by the other kids. Yeah. So. Well, it, just like I said with that one leader, I mean, all these little hormone-driven boys thought it was amazing that he had fooled around with all these girls. Yeah. And they kind of praised his before story because nothing was pre- presented in the after. But to your point, a student would almost be affirmed and like, like, that's bad, but I totally get it. Versus a homosexual student that's like, that's bad and I don't get it. Yeah. And your efforts are different. Both are wrong, by the way. Both are, both are probably right. toxic ways to approach it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I. so I'm sorry. So back to your scenario. So Luke and I are here. And yeah. He's in so your small group. They come in. So you have to, as a, as a leader, you have to discern, um, is the culture and environment of your youth ministry. And, and in particular, that small group has a culture itself, mm-hmm. if it's established to some degree. Um, is it a good venue for someone to share those things? That's two part. Okay. One is, all right. Um, you don't coerce anyone to share their sin in an unsafe environment. Correct. So I'm not gonna be yeah, like, "Hey, man, come on, what do you do? You dealing with porn? You've got to know that coming sexy in. sex. For like, sure. I'm not gonna be doing that. Do you or have you ever said the term <laughs> sexy sex in talking <laughs> to one of your students? <laughs> because that could be part of the problem. <laughs> Never. Feel okay. weird saying that when Luke's in the room. I know Luke's like uh, makes three of us. <laughs> yeah. Is that your dad? Had the I'm gonna talk to you about sexy sex sexy with sex. quotation fingers. <laughs> um, no, but it's it's one of those things where you don't invite that, right? You realize you're you're throwing swine to pigs there in that sense. But it's it's one of those things like you, I'm sorry, you, time out. <laughs> of all your idioms, swine pearls to pigs. Sorry, <laughs> you're, swine you're to pigs. So off your your folks' I know, idiom, right? Throwing swine to pigs. <laughs> Oh, please, Pastor Chris, don't throw me into those other pigs. I'm getting old, man. Like, Whoa. it's crazy. So, um, it's it's one of those things, like... You're casting your pearls before gold. <laughs> that value your pearls are, Pearl, like... The pearl val- great price. Like, it, so... The black the pearl. Donari is yes. one render under Caesar. Two, two shekels, so <laughs> 90 cents. Exactly. By today's... Six pence, none the richer. Yeah. So... Kiss me. Kiss me. Um, Beat you to it. Sorry, touche. Um, so, yeah, no, it's one of those things that you, you really have to gauge your group. Is this a good place? So what you may want to start training is individually with kids. Like, let's talk about real things. What are you really struggling with? Mm-hmm. Like, how can we really walk together in that? Or you're going through a Bible study one-on-one with kids, which I do a good bit. And it's like, hey, let's go through this section of Scripture or whatever. And just, like, let's, I'm trying to work with you on developing, a sm- like, how do you have a quiet time? Yeah. Let's do that together for a little while. Yeah. Give you a template. I think the more that a Christian is exposed to Scripture, the more conviction grows in their heart. Fair. And so it's you see what's true, you hold your life against it, and you see what doesn't match up to Scripture, to the standard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's this um, it's this lifestyle training. And so you if you're with the individual, you get a, an enriched, deeper time with them. Uh, chances are, as you build and trust and community and contact with that kid, you're gonna have a more a greater opening yeah. of them being able to practice humble confession of sin or walking through hard times and, and those things. Then, when you gather, you have four or six of them, and you gather them all in a small group. Then, what do you have? Mm. You have guys that have been discipled on how to right. work within a small group. Right now. A lot of youth leaders don't have time to do that, especially if you have a hundred kids in your youth group. 
right? right? I think is much more rare than 15 to 30, which I think is probably the most common youth group size. I'd say so. Is 15 to 30. But with 15 to 30, you probably do actually have that. If you have a female counterpart, maybe your wife or another mm-hmm. older woman in the church that's been well-trained in discipleship, right? taking those 6 to 15, now that's a lot easier to do. Oh, absolutely. And be able to do it. And then if you have, if you're in the South and you have the volunteer leaders to do it, or you're in the West and you have the interns or the staff to do it, like that's a practical thing. But if you're starting from a culture that glorifies sin and elevates bad behavior, then you may want to start with just small group Bibles or like one-on-one Bible studies, quiet times together, things like that, or even just a one-on-two where you have that, that richer time together. Right. And then at some point you bring in the small group element into it so that then when that kid comes in and says, Hey, I'm, I'm dealing with some like feelings that I don't know how to reconcile and I'm afraid to talk about it. Um, can I talk with you guys and just see what happens? And we look around and you as the leader say, well, let's do this. And you, maybe you point at each person and say, you realize that this group is private. You realize you don't use this person's Mm. each other's sin against each other. You you realize that, right. Can you commit to that as a man or can you commit to that to a, a woman? And they have to look at you and say, Yes, I commit to that. Oh, that's fantastic. Because if you can't commit to that, you can't be here. And so you have to grow up. And so you go around and say, all right, Luke, what's up, dude? We're here with you. We're brothers. What's up? Talk about whatever you want to, dude. You got the floor. Guys, I'm I'm dealing with like like same-sex desire, and I think I may be gay. And then you go into very similar lines as the one-on-one discussion. Tell us about it. If you like, whatever you want to talk about, tell us about it. Why do you feel like that? Why do you feel that you're dealing with that? And you walk in. So when you as a leader are asking these questions, you're modeling how to have these discussions. Right. You're modeling how to respond with humility and kindness and generosity. And so it's one of these things where if, if you're the individual in the group is sharing that, it's something that you, as a leader, can be affirming in the sense that they're talking about it, and that's healthy and good. And that when you affirm that that's healthy and good, you're modeling that it's healthy and good. Yeah. Right? And so they start telling you the story and saying, yeah, I mean, like, I, I go to these places, and I see people. I go to the beach every summer with my family, and I'm out there, and I, I'm noticing that I'm, I'm – like scoping out the other dudes way more than I'm scoping out any of the girls. Mm -hmm. And then I'm drawn towards like, I feel romantically about these dudes more than I feel about these girls. And I don't know how to make sense of it. And it's just scary to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think? What do you think this is happening? I don't know. I'm just really concerned about it. So where have you gone? What's it? Those feelings, where have they led you to? Right. Where have they pushed you to? Um, well, I just think about it all the time. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's do this. Let's practice going places. Let's let those feelings push us somewhere. Let's figure out where we ought to go when we experience mystery, mm-hmm. and feelings that are mystery. Let's start going to God's word. Let's go on, You're going to God's people, so the fear 
of the mystery is pushing you to your small group. Right. To talk here. That's a good thing. And then it creates this funnel that, that's also taking out of God's word. That's awesome. Yep. So yep. let's do this. Does anybody else, like what you were saying is really good. Like anybody else struggling with similar things? Like, or just sexual brokenness in some way, or you're trying to understand? Maybe you can have other people that can relate. And I think if you have guys that are mature enough to uh, manage to some degree their feelings and their sin and manage their feelings and responses to sin and the responses to things, you're going to have guys that aren't dealing with the same sex attraction, but are dealing with broken sexual attraction. Yeah. That are, can, can, it's edifying for all of them. Affirming and say, dude, I totally know what it's like to not be able to control my sexual thoughts and lust. We're in it together. Yeah. We all need to learn how to do this. Like none of us are immune. And then you're like, okay, do y'all want to do some kind of series on this? Do y'all want to talk about this? More honestly, like, how do we walk through this together with yeah. our brother? Because we all deal with this, right? And then maybe you can go into that kind of thing. I would still say afterwards, affirm the kid. Hey, dude, I'm just so proud of you. You're really growing. Like, the goal of this group is not to make you confess your sin. The goal of this group is to dive into God's word, into God's heart, and to hold God's heart against our lives and to see that Jesus is the only hope for change and the gospel is the only thing for the power of change and to grow and to move towards him, to repent of sin and ask for forgiveness. And it clears the wedge of relationship out so we can go to God and go to Christ and have a relationship. And just talking about these struggles you have, man, I'm just so proud of you. And and I want to, I want to just say, I'm here for you. When you're struggling hard and it's it's really difficult, I do want you to, to call me, text me. Let's walk through this together, and 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 do this with your brothers. Maybe want to go to one other guy, and be like, "Hey, man, when I'm really struggling, can I text you at night or whatever, or can I call you or just come over?" Yeah, I think that modeling and laying that out because kids' heads won't even go toward that. They're, no, they're not at all. You know, as you grow them, you have to let them know. What's available to them? If they experience that in high school, and they're they're going to crave that experience in college and into you know their golden years. Yeah, I was part of a group at, at junior and senior year of high school. Alan Cooney led it, and we sat round table and we talked about certain things and we sang, did manly things in manly ways. We sang right from a hymnal. We it was it was very very it was very cool. But one of the things we did is we did confess and be a question and just went all the way around. And I'm telling you, there was a dutiful like profundity to the fact that we knew that no, nothing that went on in that room was going to go on. It was also yeah. my junior, senior year. So we're around the time fight club comes out. So the whole, you know, you're oh, talking yeah. about fight club, even better. Perfect. It just fit perfectly. Um, and I, and I do, I do still crave that. And I, th- and I think that that right there beats program every single time. Yeah. And I think that that would be something that even I look forward to as our guys get a little bit older. Um, really being able to bring something like that and offering that to my students. Mm-hmm. But I like the way, I really like your point about, let me remind you of your vows and have you make them again. And challenge you as a man that you're not going to, you're not going to weaponize what you hear here yeah. to hurt somebody. Because that'll, that'll have consequences. Yeah. You don't want to do that to your boys. No. But that's part of our culture. I mean, mm-hmm. that we could do a whole podcast on weaponizing oh, yeah. things, and, and maybe we should put it on the list. But 
but yeah, I think that's a that's a huge huge deal, and maybe even more so with girls. You well, know, Lindsay's not here. We don't have a female voice here to speak to small groups within a girls context. I would think I would think that some of the same practices would be pretty true within a girls group too. I'd agree. Um, and maybe she needs to be on if we do another episode about this. But um, maybe when we talk about big group, yeah. Um, but that's definitely one of those topics that um, is probably going to become more and more I would an agree. issue because the idea of um, uh, integrity is being watered down because the things that you hear are continually being posted publicly. Mm-hmm. And so being able to be um, a trustworthy friend that will uh, keep these things, private things, private. This, the world is less and less private. It's true. Um, so in c- very, you know, a couple other things. So we're in that small group. Don't get away from the purpose of small group. We're right. trying to move towards Christ likeness and direct each other. You, the leader included, humble yourself to realize you need that small group too. Uh, to direct us towards the gospel and towards Christ, and that it's dirty work, it's hard, and I would say, yeah, man, you, I think you'd relate to the or, or agree with this that the more that a small group um, realizes their sinfulness, mm-hmm. the more affirmed in my call yes. as a youth leader I feel. Uh, that's an excellent point. Like, I just I don't go home and tell Amanda about small groups and things, but I don't tell her about a lot of the things that people entrust in me at at the church, but it's like, that's one of those nights where I go home and I sit down with my wife and I really feel like validated in ministry. Yeah. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think that, um, that's also has, uh, benefits toward not burning out. Yeah. I think when, when you don't see that brokenness and then the brokenness dealt with and the desire to, you just feel like you're just a party planner for the elders' kids and you just do this until you do something else. And I think that yeah. that uh, futility really ages a person, not you and I, but other people. Because we look like we're 21. Exactly, for sure. Like, I still have abs. Yeah, you do. Good for you. Somewhere under there, yeah, under there. the chub. You're fine. <laughs> they're not scrawny, they're nice. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a good one. And um, yeah. like I said before, if you are listening and you have um, questions or comments, uh, or you just want to hear us have a discussion about something, that's weird. But that's our culture today. It really is. <laughs> and we'll be glad to do that. Um, just shoot them to the practical youth pastor at gmail.com and we'll check those things out and put them in our schedule as best we can. Or email you back with clarification. And uh, if you have questions about the ways, uh, practical things that you ought to do different things, please shoot those over. If we have insights or can direct you to somebody, we'd love to do that and help you in your ministry any way we can. Luke, thanks for your insight, Thanks, buddy. Luke. No problem. See you next time.